John O'Bin and Sharon. That is the edge, John O'Bin and Sharon. Hey, 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 welcome along to another show. Oh, that's the official show greeting. Hey, hey, hey. You can get I involved. Th- I thought we could do a good meme with three different photos of hay. Like bales of hay. Okay. Hey, hey, get that mean. Do Why that. Why don't you tell me this off air? So Talk I could have said, hey, let's not say this on the radio. Talk to the people who do the memes, Ben. Okay. Is there someone out there who does memes? Yeah, yeah. Get Ricky, Ricky our web guy, the meme guy. Uh, get Ricky to do it. Today on the show, though, a uh, big show. We've got Kevin Hart tickets to give away. We confront Mike Hosking. Who called us, he defamed us on News Talk ZB, he called us dicks, we mentioned this weeks ago, we haven't let it go, to the point where we accosted him outside his place of work today. He nearly ran me over. He did. There were, tensions were high. Yeah. We'll give that coverage to you, exclusive. Next on the show, Cyclone Gita is uh, approaching New Zealand, a lot of talk about it, so we're going to go to our unofficial, our live reporter next, who doesn't know we're calling. Someone in New Zealand will get a call, it is The Edge. Jono, Ben and Sharon, The Edge. Uh, Cyclone Gita barreling towards New Zealand due to make landfall this afternoon. And Gita sounds like a, a, a type of cheese, doesn't it? It would be nicer to have some cheese coming towards the It would the be country, nice. It would be nice to have cheese, Ben. A Category 2 tropical cyclone. Um, some of the worst affected areas look like it's going to be Christchurch, Nelson and West Coast. So I hope everyone stays safe this afternoon. Yeah, all jokes aside, do stay safe. And listen to Civil Defence because all week they've been going stock up on water, stock up on food, have warm clothes, make sure your phones are charged. Yeah. I never listen to those. Well, I should listen to them. You should. Yeah, and I hope people have listened. People, better people than me, have listened to them. You never, you never have your first aid kit ready, do you? Have you got? No, I bet you would have it. You've got an emergency. I do. Yeah. I do. I do. I do. If anyone would have an emergency <laughs> pack, it would I be Ben Boys. It's got all my essentials: lots of hand sanitizer, hair gel, uh, <laughs> just stuff to keep me going. Your favourite pair of little boys' pants. <laughs> uh, favourite pair of cotton-on kids' pants. <laughs> that's right. That's all. Fit your little bony body. Uh, but we don't have a reporter out there, so we thought we'd call someone at random somewhere in New Zealand and see if they were. Um, would they pose as a reporter if they thought it was like a live talkback radio station? This is the only way we can get a report on this show. Yeah. Plus, the best thing is we don't have to pay these people. No, so let's call Free someone uh, and pretend we're a news station and see if they'll do a live report. Hello, Jackie Goyen here. Oh, hi. It's um, Tim calling from Talkity Talk Radio about your live radio interview. Oh, I'm not dying. Insane ramblings and insane calls. They have a live Talk radio. interview. What am I supposed to be saying? Talk, we're just on air now at the moment. What am I supposed to be saying to you? Talkity. Talkity Talk Radio. Cyclone Gita making its way to New Zealand. Uh, The the worst the cyclone expected to hit tonight, Tuesday, and all through Wednesday. We're joined by our weather correspondent, Jacqueline. Yeah. Our weather. Our weather's wet. Everybody's miserable. And yet they grizzled us when it was hot. Jacqueline, you're outside now. No, am I? <laughs> yeah. Jack, can you just blow? Can you blow wind into the phone to pretend you're outside? <laughs> well, I'm going outside then. Okay, go outside. Blow some wind in your. Blow some wind in the phone, Jacqueline. <laughs> what's That's it like? Great. What's it like out there, Jacqueline? Oh, windy, windy, and. <laughs> it's blowing, it's blowing a gale, Jacqueline. Jacqueline, what can you can what can you see around you right now? What devastation can you see? Nothing. It was all the can, same as usual. Can you, can you make up? Can you make up some devastation? What, what what's the devastation we can see with our eyes, Jacqueline? Ah, uh, well, it's it's cloudy all round, and it looks as though it's raining on all the hills around us. Yeah, and your roof. Oh, it's got gold. No, is it blowing off, is it? Well, screwed down. <laughs> <laughs> didn't you, t- didn't you, weren't you saying to our producer it had blown off? 
No, it wouldn't. <laughs> no. My wind wouldn't blow anyone off. <laughs> insane ramblings and insane callers. This is Talkity Talk Radio. Jono, Ben and Sharon. The Edge. Ran into someone over the weekend that I used to work with. A great guy. And it reminded me of one of his uh, hobbies that he used to do. Um, so he used to, like, play a flight simulator game. So this is one of the things he used to do. But he would fly in real time. So if <laughs> what? So if he was travelling from Auckland to Christchurch, his experience would take an hour and a half. Yeah. So like he would get, like, get up in the morning and go, okay, I'm going to fly to LA today on this flight simulator. For 11 hours? <laughs> yeah. He would sit on the computer for 11 hours? Well, yeah, but no, you'd flick it onto autopilot if he had to go somewhere else. But often he'd leave work and go, oh, it's four o'clock, I've got to go home and land a plane. <laughs> really? I'll get home and the thing will be circling around LAX airport. Waiting for him to come home. <laughs> come home and here we go, I'll land this baby. And I was like, actual real time. So he would go, like, he'd fly around the world. Like, it was his goal to fly to every country on this thing. So he would fly for hours and hours in real time on this thing. And I, how many casualties? <laughs> what was his track record? Oh, pretty good. They kept Never them, crashed a plane. They let him back on. They kept letting him back on. Wow. But in real time. So it's sickening to think that this man would start the plane flying, go to work, come back, and he's got a better track record than Malaysian Airlines. <laughs> Isn't that horrific to think? <laughs> I think it's quite, commitment to the, quite a commitment to the game, though, right? You know, like, normally you'd think they could probably just, like, the landing and the taking off would be the fun part. Does he have family? <laughs> probably don't need... Does he have family? Yeah, he does, he does. Yeah. But you probably don't need the bit. You don't need the, no. the, the 11, 12 hours in between. But he would do it. That was his commitment to the flight game. How far would the simulation process go? Is he, like, bullying around his flatmates or his family, whoever he is living with, to act as the uh, air stewards and, I don't th- and passengers? I, I don't think so, but maybe oh, he was. Oh, Des, do we have to sit here for 11 hours in the back and pretend <laughs> we're flying to LAX? Doing little messages over the, uh, over the flat. Bing bong! There's a little bit of turbulence uh, coming up. Do you ever join the Mile High Club? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Mind you, if you're, if you're on a flight simulator by yourself for 11 hours, you definitely join the Mile High Club by yourself, aren't you? I'm not sure. Uh, oh, and under the edge is the phone number. Um, 3343 on the text. What's, uh, what's the most unusual hobby that you or someone else you know does? That is up there. Oh, I think, yeah, like, really? it, not just the flight, because I think flight simulator, it seems like fun, but doing it in real time seems like a... Okay. Pointless exercise. Hey, yeah, it was. It was like he was committed to getting those planes landed. Uh, so, can you beat real-time flight simulation as a as the strangest hobby? Oh, uh, eight hundred the edge if you can. Sean's with us on oh eight hundred the edge. Are you strange ho- sho- uh, shobby, Sean? What was Sean, your, yeah. What was your shobby, Sean? Uh, my hobby is knots. I know heaps and heaps of knots. Oh, no, like as in uh, rope knots. Yeah, yeah, like rope knots. How many knots are there? In the not oh. world, like how many? How many can you do, for example? I can. Um, I mean, I can roll a thousand knots at least. A thousand knots? I didn't know there was a thousand knots. Name some of your knots. Uh, we've got the alpine butterfly loop, the anchor hitch, the running bowline, the chain splice. Uh, you can do an ice splice, a figure of eight knot, a reef knot, a rolling hitch, a zeppelin bend, a soft wow. shackle. Why do you need to know so many knots? Yeah. Did you, did you, like, start tying your shoes and you're like, there's more to this? <laughs> there is more did, to this. I, I did scouts when I was a kid, and then after that I just became, you know, in love with knots and just started learning as many knots as I could. <laughs> Good on you, What, what do you use? Okay, you're, you're tying down a trailer, you've hired one from the Caltex. What are you using then? Oh, from uh, doing a, uh, a load on a, a thing, I'm probably using a good heavy line 
knots, mm. and then on the other end having a pile hitched to just tie it down and <laughs> lock all that load in. And, yeah. and how hard is it to undo these knots? Oh, it depends on what kind of knot you do. I mean, the round turn and two half hitches, that's a pretty hard knot to untie. <laughs> okay, listen, I think we've had way too much knot chat, but it has been exciting, and well done, Sean. That's a great hobby. Thanks, guys. Thank you very much. On 3343 on the text, Jessica Texton says uh, she uh, goes to Australia and enters stone skipping competitions. You know when you throw stones on a lake or a flat bit of water? Oh, yeah. She enters those. She does it? Yeah. You know where you can't throw them? Glass houses. Oh, sorry, I no, don't, no, don't apologise. Do not apologise. <laughs> okay, yeah, the first, first rule of stone skimming club. <laughs> don't throw them in glass houses. <laughs> That's right. Jono, Ben and Sharon, The Edge. Now, as you know, our show, we're bringing out a show wine, a rosé called The Brosé. Yeah, uh, and it's going to be out in a couple of weeks, Ben and myself. We've been out to the vineyard. We've seen our friends Cam and Lee out there, and we've, we've done the taste testing. Ben, you've got a tester bottle. I have a tester bottle. We're taking the tester bottles on tour this week for the uh, Edge BYO tour uh, and get the people's vote on what they think should become the brosé, the official brosé. It's a no-brainer though, because I know that my wine is the one that, it's the show, it should be the show wine. I have no expertise in this area. I've never even drunk wine. That was the only wine I've ever <laughs> tasted. And I was like, well, this tastes pretty good. Okay. So, okay. Producer Dan, you've come to us today though thinking, you, you've called BS mm. on our wine abilities. Yeah, because you both have said that you know exactly what your wine tastes like and I'm sceptical, especially with Jono because he, he, as he says, he's never tasted wine. So his palate is not well informed. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not well informed. And I don't no. have a great memory. <laughs> yeah. So listen, this, the, the odds are stacked against me with this taste test challenge yeah. challenge you wanted. So mm. what you want us to do right now is put a blindfold on mm. each and uh, and you're going to give us... Uh, two two glasses of wine. Okay. You need to, you know, do what you do. Put it in, fill it up in your mouth, swish it around in your mouth, keep it in there for a few seconds. And then you have to, from that taste, tell me if it's yours or the other person's wine. I'm very confident about this. Okay. I don't but, know why we have to do it blindfolded. Well, the colours are different, so you're going to know yes. if the colour, but just by looking Mine's at it, the, the colours. the pinkiest sort of the rosé colour. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to put, I'm going to taste the wine now, and I'm going to give it the uh, the wine tasting gargle. All right. Ready? Okay. I think that might be mine. That's it's a bit of a stronger taste to it, a stronger kick. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's yours too. Okay, well, I'm not going to tell you right now. We're going to move on to the second one, then you're going to make your call, okay? So here's the second one. Dan's 50 Shades of Grey blindfold taste testing. (laughs) Take a good mouthful of of your wine and swirl it around in your mouth. All right, three. And let us know. Three, two. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa. What What was that? Oh, sorry, Ben, that's my one. (laughs) That's <laughs> my breast milk. <laughs> Sorry that about that, so Ben. Good. I mean, I heard about the bro- Sharon. <laughs> Sharon has appeared out of nowhere. As I said, nothing suspicious ever happens when you blindfold in a radio studio. See, ben has just drunk Sharon's breast milk. See, the well, thing is, I, I heard... I did, well, yeah, there was something going on. I was like, oh, there's some curdled milk or Hang something on, here. Hang on, Have I misunderstood? Is the brosé like bros? I thought it was brosé like breast milk and rosé, because that's what you just had, Ben. <laughs> that is so good. Because Sharon a... mentioned this many times last year. She was going to make us do this, and this has and come out like, of nowhere. You know, I, I, we were like, we are not drinking breast milk on the show. We're better than that. No, well, no, you no. just have, baby. It's fresh, though. I just I just freshly oh, pumped it. Didn't give you Ulster. 
I really liked when you uh, tried it. You really gave it your breast. <laughs> Wait, no, honestly, what does it taste like? Because I haven't tasted my own breast. Well, because I knew something was up, so I spat it back in. But it was. If you want, I can give you some more. <laughs> That's fine. Thank you, Sharon. It's lovely. It's a lovely offer. Uh, but I'm good. <laughs> that was so good. Let John to Mama. Better than this, aren't we? Are we better than this? We're 100 percent not better oh, okay. than this. Okay, <laughs> we're not better than this. <laughs> John, Ben, and Sharon. The Edge. Brand new segment uh, called Battlers. 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 Haven't got an intro made yet, but we'll get on to that. It's a segment designed to talk to people who have done some pretty cool stuff. And they're from New Zealand. And you might not know what they've done. We met uh, someone the other day, Ben, and we just got talking to him about his job as a professional photographer slash website guy and what he's got (laughs) up to. Alex, welcome to the show. Alex Kirsten is name. Good to have you on, Alex. Hey, 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 how's it going, guys? Hey, 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 hey. show greeting. Good on you, Alex. Uh, Alex, you were telling some amazing stories the other day of what you've been up to, so just explain in a sentence or two what you do for a job. Uh, So I'm a videographer and photographer. Right, okay. So you spent quite a bit of time in America, and you uh, were the personal photographer and videographer for who? For uh, Miss Paris Hilton. Paris Hilton. Well, so how long were you um, photographing Paris? So it was about two months um, on and off. There's several events uh, sort of around Hollywood. We actually met in Miami, of all, and um, I ended up shooting her uncle's wedding. Wow. And then, so what does that mean, your personal photographer? Does that mean you just go to every event with her or you take photos? Yeah, you kind of, yeah, she'll have, she'll have a few opportunities for us. Um, so basically, um, yeah, went to Live Nightclub and sort of shot her with Benny Benassi and Tiesto and all those guys in Miami and then and then sort of like a bit of an after party at the hotel, filmed some stuff with her that never gets released, and then sort of um, did a couple of events at Playhouse in Hollywood because she's also a DJ. Right. Right, okay, so you're saying stuff, you film stuff that never gets released. What are we <laughs> What are we seeing in this unreleased he footage? He can't answer that. This is why this I'm sure he signed some sort of confidentiality clause. Not, not on live not on live radio, but maybe over a beer sometime. Okay, all right. Now because you when you say you're a personal photographer, are you like she wakes up in the morning and you're like, Snap, got you with sleep in your eyes and the gunky stuff all over your mouth or like where does not we quite do- like that. Okay, not you- quite like that. It's more like, okay, event starting at uh, at seven, you know, we've got sound check at five, um, I'm going on at ten, make sure you get the foam cannons, make sure you get all that stuff. So yeah, that's it's just basically a shot list. So it's basically like when someone would hire someone for a wedding, I guess. They're sort of like, hey, you're going to be the photographer, you're going to capture the day. That was your job. Yeah, pretty much. So I ended up definitely shooting her uncle's wedding. And when they said, you yeah, now kiss the bride, they let 3,000 butterflies into the sky. Yeah. But yeah, wow. Spare a, thought, spare a thought for the infestation of butterflies in the neighbourhood too. Okay, so you're the personal photographer and videographer for Paris Hilton. One thing you could tell us, tell us about her. I think she's hyper-intelligent. Like, most people think, oh, yeah, she's blonde and ditzy because, you know, she's been on, on a simple live show and all that stuff. But, man, when I met the girl, she had five iPhones. And this was back when an iPhone 4 was, you know, nearly 1000 bucks. And she had one for every business. This is for my clothing line. This is for this. This is for that. And I'm like, and these are for my close friends. Uh, she actually number-closed me. She was like, give me your phone and put a number in my phone. I was like, holy Crap, Paris Hilton just like number closed me. Wow. wow. So we could call her right now. <laughs> He's not gonna do that, Joe. Well let's all right, hold on. We could we could just we could give it a go, but I doubt we could get it there. Can we call Paris Hilton now? Hold on, we'll give it a go, but I don't think it's gonna happen. Hold on. Uh, put, put her put her on speakerphone. Hold on, let me try something. <laughs> Oh, Oh, you know what, boys? We're out of luck because I need to swap my SIM card over in order for that to happen. Because my because my number will come up. She won't. It won't be in her phone. She will never pick up a number that's random. We'll get that. We'll make it happen sometime. This has got to happen tomorrow. (laughs) We've got to call Paris. Okay, let's call her tomorrow. Okay. And so, what else? What else did you do in America as your your job? We're talking to Alex, uh, New Zealander, who uh, is a videographer and spent a lot of time in America with famous people. 
Yeah, so I moved to Hollywood in 2012 and I was a nightlife photographer for a videographer. So I'd go out seven nights a week and I'd shoot from like 9pm in the evening till three in the morning. And man, um, celebrities everywhere. I met the Black Eyed Peas. I actually met Whitney Houston the night that she died. Really? I was one of the last people to see her alive in public. And um, yeah, she gave me a big hug. Oh, darling, you're amazing. And then I put her there in the, in the sort of near the dance floor area and I was lining up photo and um yeah the uh, i was like all right three two one and as i went to hit the shutter button the security guy like grabbed my camera and it took a photo of the floor and they're like no photos of whitney houston and rush her out the door and then i was like you idiots i'm the actual you know the official photographer for this club and um yeah like she went home and to a hotel and then passed away that night oh god bless goodness. her soul but um yeah it would have been the last photo of her alive in public she was wow. she was and, and a lot of time in vegas um, yep, I spent a year in Vegas. So basically all my travels, I became a real estate videographer. So I would like go to a giant mansion or penthouse and I'd film a video for the owners so they could use it for promotional purposes. And in return, they'd let me stay in these mansions. So literally for a year of my life, I was quote-unquote homeless, but I stayed in these like epic five-star sort of apartments and hotels and stuff and, and wound up at the Westgate on the top floor in um, Las Vegas in Elvis Presley's suite where they charge 22,000 USD a night to stay in there. You stayed in Elvis Presley's like a week. You stayed in Elvis Presley's house. And like it had his original piano, everything was beautiful gold and diamonds and hand painted artwork all over the walls. It was absolutely fantastic. Incredible. Oh, incredible. What did you do? Could you tempted to steal something? <laughs> if, I, if that was me, if I was like, I'm in Elvis's house here, I want to take something. I'm taking the piano. Oh, so wow. I have all the photos and videos that I took away from it. That's that's, you, you got know, the memories. I, I would take just a square of toilet paper, just like, you know what? Oh, yeah, this is Elvis's, man. <laughs> this is good I'm enough. sure it wasn't still Elvis's, but I'm sure they updated the toilet paper. <laughs> hey, uh, thank you so much uh, for sharing that with us this afternoon. Yeah, not a problem, guys. I mean, the rabbit hole goes much deeper. We're going to call you back, Alex, and we're going to call Paris Hilton. Let's make that promise right <laughs> now. Alex is like, ah. <laughs> Give it a go, yeah. yeah. Right. We'll see if we can get in touch with her, eh? Let's okay, do it. Oh, we'll keep in touch, buddy. All right, sounds good. Cheers, guys. Jono, Ben and Sharon, The Edge. You know, there's moments in your life where it happens to, to me quite often where you just realise you're not that cool. You're not cool. And, you, you, you know, and people realise you're not cool. And most of those moments appear in an hourly show weekly on TV3, <laughs> 7.30 Thursdays. And between 3 and 7 on the radio. On yeah, the what uh, happened? What happened? Well, over, over, over the break, went to uh, one of my favourite Kiwi bands, went to a Catch a Fire concert. Great time, great Love time. Love Catch a Fire. Yeah. Love Catch a Fire. Um, it was awesome. Great time in there. Yeah, what is some sort of hippie, are you, mate? <laughs> <laughs> catch a Fire Smoking awesome. the devil's letter, say <laughs> Well, it? speaking of that, there's a lot of people in there that, at a concert, watching it, the concert, they, you know, they like to... Having partake. Satan's cabbage? <laughs> yeah. Those things are just like a cloud of smoke sitting over the crowd. Yeah. And everyone's just passing weed around. And I'm like, no, I'm fine. Someone passed you weed? Oh, we went, to, yeah, a couple, on a couple occasions, a couple of people were like, hey, would you like? And I'm like, oh, no, I'm... No, thank you. I'm, I'm good. And they just kind of go, huh. <laughs> well, who well, turns down weed at a Catch a Fire concert? A person Mate. who wants to abide by a good law-abiding citizen? 
Only, Bim was, job. How many people were there? <laughs> a thousand. Out of thousands of people, Bim was the only one not stoned at the Catch a Fire concert. <laughs> so Even my job? No, thank you. No, thank you. I won't have any marijuana, thank you. Do you realise it's not actually legal? <laughs> yes, thank you. Yes, You're right. Thank you. Maybe medicinal, I don't know, I th- medicinal is a pass-through. If you've got a doctor's certificate, <laughs> that's okay. Yeah. But If anything, I'd advise you probably putting that out. Hold on, catch a fire. Hold on, this is catch a fire playing. Hey guys, stop it, hey guys, guys, so it's me. Yeah, no, so it's me down here. Did you know there's people smoking marijuana at your concert? Worried about secondhand smoke here. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, so there you go. That's my uncool story. Yeah. Well, next time you see Ben, pass him some weed. <laughs> no, That's the moral of the no, story. No, it's not. Whenever you travel around, see who <laughs> in New Zealand can get Ben to smoke some weed. <laughs> no, no, no. no, no. <laughs> I'm fine, thank you. <laughs> Just want to stay over That's here. Looking. you want to send it as well? <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm fine, thank you. <laughs> Jono, Ben and Sharon, The Edge. Mike Hosking, uh, he's a broadcaster on radio and television. You know him from Seven Sharp, and he does a, a breakfast radio show on News Talk ZB, a, a proper serious radio station. Yeah, and uh, a couple of months ago, well, not a couple of months ago, it was a few weeks ago, yeah. uh, we found out he had some horrible things to say about us, Ben, on, a, on his show. Have a listen. Those guys are dicks. <laughs> I, I help them out periodically. Defamed us, called us dicks. Here's the story. We write a letter of complaint to the management of News Talk ZB. We demand an apology either on air, crammed in between a Biomag commercial and a Went and Forget commercial. Mm-hmm. Second option, Mike Hosking takes us out for ice cream in his high-end European sports car. Yeah. We must be allowed to eat the ice cream inside the vehicle. Yep. Third option, Mike Hosking votes Labour in the next general election. We have heard squat. Nothing, nothing at all. Min- I feel like our complaint is not being taken seriously. Yeah. So we took matters in our own hands this morning, Ben. Today, yeah, we did. We waited outside his work for his radio show to finish. And when he drove out in that fancy European sports car, we thought, here's our chance. We had the letter. You had the letter in your hand. I had the letter in my hand. Maybe he hadn't seen it face to face. So I lay down on the road uh, as he's moving out of the driveway. I lay down on the not, road. Not, not advised. No, but like a pesky <laughs> Greenpeace protester. It <laughs> yeah. seems like the sort of thing they yeah. would do. Yeah. And I was like, well, it works for them. It could work for us. So I lay down in the middle of the road, hosking. Almost runs me over. Mm. Doesn't stop. He stops and then thinks twice and then goes to run yeah. me over. Ben, you had to stop him. Oh, yeah. We wanted an apology and we also thought, well, hey, let's go for the ice cream option. Let's see if we can get ice cream out of Mike Hosking. Hosking. Michael Hosking. <laughs> Have you seen this? Do you honestly think I wouldn't run you over? <laughs> <laughs> you defamed us on your radio show. You called us no, dicks. Allegedly. Allegedly <laughs> defamed you. I've got several lawyers onto it at the moment. Are you still suing? We want to be taken out for ice cream in your car and be allowed to eat it in your car. For what? Yeah, well, just because that's what we want. That's an apology. <laughs> an apology? An apology. <laughs> for you dicks. <laughs> He's done it again. Why would I apologise to you dicks? Two you times know. now. So the upshot is, as my management said to you, you've got to be able to um, prove that you're not dicks. Can you prove Listen, it to me? We would take twats, prats, even cocks. <laughs> All right. But dicks is a step too far. Yeah. You're a twat cock. <laughs> you're a twat cock. All right. So can we go up for asking with you? I could pop, pop you in the back seat now. And I could whip you down to Moven Pick, and we could have a little bit of mint choc chip in a cup, not a cone, and, and we'll put this behind. What the hell? Why are you touching my car? Get off my car! For God's sake. Okay, we'll jump in the back now, Oski. No, you won't. You just slap him. Slap him. Sit low. Sit down. No, it's this. Oski. Oski. Michael. 
What is he running from? What is he running from? What further evidence do you need? Mike Hosking running from the truth. <laughs> well, he was. What, what is he hiding from? You Us. saw him just drive off, speeding he... away. I don't. I think. I don't think he's taking it seriously. It's not the last you'll hear of this, Mike. It's not. What's we gonna do? <laughs> Why are we still doing this? Don't like, give up. <laughs> Wasn't this the end of it? <laughs> okay, no. It's not the last you'll see of us. <laughs> okay, we're gonna do something. We don't know what. We'll <laughs> don't do know what <laughs> Cut the cameras. We'll do some brainstorming, and we'll come back to you. So that was the uh, the footage of this morning. Um, there you go. You can check it on the John O'Ben uh, Facebook page. Also the John O'Ben and Sharon Facebook page as well. Uh, if you want to see it for yourself. The callous nature. Oh, yeah. There's just no guilt or remorse no. there no, at all. None at all. John O'Ben and Sharon. The Edge. John O'Ben and Sharon. The Edge. Element OP. Awesome Kiwi bands. are back together. Back together, they're playing uh, Homegrown, they're playing all over New Zealand over summer, and this Saturday night they're playing a very special gig. The final gig at their legendary King's Arms ticket's still available, so get along and see you. Be part of history uh, on Saturday night. And Dave Gibson's with us now. Thanks for coming. Thank you so much. This is uh, that Great, you've got a very distinctive voice. Oh, it's coming from you, John. But, uh, compared to a, my nasally annoying tone. Um, how have you been, Dave? You been well? I've been good. I've been enjoying getting back with the old Element of P. We've been in a lot of fun. Uh, saw Benno. Uh, Benno. Yeah, I'll just yeah. call you yeah, Benno. Benno and Jono. Benno good. and Jono. Uh, yeah. We saw um, Element of P and Russell. Hell of a show. But one of the things I, I loved is uh, I walked into the bathroom and you were conducting business at the bathroom. You were well, all booking gigs and, and whatnot. <laughs> well, this is what happened. <laughs> Your office. <laughs> I was actually being punished by a dude in the bathroom. It was saying, basically, do you want to do you want to play my bar mitzvah? And I'm like, I'm totally like, I mean, just uh, you know, send us a Facebook message, you know, and like, oh, it was good, it was good. You got, yeah. I was like, oh, I'll leave him to it. I'll say hello later because you look. He's like deeper you're... than contract negotiations in the t- in the toilet. I was literally taking a piss, and I was being asked about, you know, you know, who can I contact about, you know, playing, you know, this party. Like, you played around as we just t- said before. Element of P played all around New Zealand over summer, mm-hmm. uh, but I hear. Rotorua, because um, you guys had to time the gig to midnight was a mm. bit of a stretch. Um, yeah, well, you know, we uh, we played up till midnight. Um, that can be a bit stressful sometimes when you've got, you know, kind of a set amount of songs, you know, you're like, okay, cool, we've got our set. I think it's an hour and a half long. Turns out it's like an hour and 10 minutes long. <laughs> oh, no, you've got to bleed it out for 20 minutes. And, uh, you know, I, you know, I like talking, but, mate, that extra 20 minutes. And then and then, and then, then the uh, the fireworks, which was supposed to hit bang on 12, you know, we timed it. We finally got to 11.57, played the song 11.57. Nice, nice. And everyone in the band's like, you know, what we call washing the dishes when the, the cymbals are going and the guitar's are going and, and we just go, yeah, we're hugging and I'm waiting and I'm waiting and looking and... This dude just comes up to me and is like, uh, just, you know, puts his shoulders up and says, I don't know. And so we do another song. Well, so the fireworks weren't ready. They weren't ready. So then we do another song, Old Lang Syne, classic for New Year's Eve. Do that. Doing it, ending again, real long. Like real, like like a, like a, like a, you know, like a Dave Grohl kind of ending. Waiting for these fireworks. And then we're like, good night, just happy New Year's. When did the fireworks come? About a minute later. Oh, so good. Dave Gibson with us from Element OP. We want to play a bit of a game because you guys are playing King's Arms. The final gig at the King's Arms ever. That's pretty sad that the King's Arms is going, but a great honour for you guys, it's, right? It is indeed a great honour being bestowed upon us. If you yeah, want to come and be yeah. part of history, yeah. 
Um, you can get tickets at eventfinder.co.nz. All right, going to play a game with Dave Gibson. Uh, LMNOP, uh, you know, based off a, a lot of letters in the alphabet, mm, it is. as most band names are. So what we're going to do is we're going to make a phone call to someone okay. and we're going to hold up letters of the alphabet going from A all the way through to Z mm. and every time you've got um, to start a new sentence with a new letter. Okay, can we call Lani, the bass player from LMNOP? Yes, let's call Lani. <laughs> okay, calling Lani. Hello, Lani speaking. Hey. Hey. Um, How are you? Bay, it's me, Dave Gibson. Um, Dave Gibson? Yeah. <laughs> Call you to ask you about um, oh, diamonds. What are you, uh, what, what's going on? <laughs> uh, example, uh, example of what's going on is... Um, um, <laughs> okay, no, you just go. okay, Lani, we're gonna stop. We're gonna stop Dave there. Help him out. It's uh, Jono and Ben calling from the Edge. We're making Dave do this. Sorry, Lani. I so I knew it was Jono and Ben. Oh. From the edge. You're like, how long are they gonna try and milk this for? <laughs> yeah. Hey, Lani. Hey, thank you very much for being pranked. Gotcha. What? How? How was my prank? Oh, oh, yeah, you were, <laughs> oh we got I you good, Lani. We got you good. Oh, yeah. It was a low level prank. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> it's always a good prank when another person who got pranked doesn't even know what happened. <laughs> yeah. It's a very low level prank. You really need to try harder, or I do. Yeah. All right, Lani. That's all right. <laughs> Thanks, okay. Hey, less of the live feedback. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> hey, good luck with the gig on Saturday night. It uh, should be awesome. Thank you. Saturday night, LMNOP. Uh, get to Event Finder and uh, get the last tickets. It's going to be awesome. Jono, Ben and Sharon. The Edge.